Welcome to Money Is Not Evil podcast, where you will learn about the good money can do for you. We all know knowledge is power, so learn now and then earn. Enjoy. What's the greatest quote I've ever heard? Now listen to this one. I'm going to tell you, but it's a complicated one. A nation is born stoic and dies epicurean. You know what that means? I'm going to give you brownie intelligence points if you know what that means. If not, I'm going to explain it. It means a great nation. Take the United States or any country that you love. It's born by pioneers who are tough. And it dies when their children and grandchildren get weak-willed. And that is the story of almost all the civilizations we have now on planet Earth. And I'll give you a practical example. I was talking to somebody who's freaking out. This is a girl. Who's freaking out because... They got to move apartments. They got some bills coming up. It's a couple hundred bucks. They got to pay their last rent. And I was like, I understand. That's stressful. I'm not trying to demean their stress, but let me tell you a story about my grandma. She's still alive. She's 99 years old. She's from a different generation when they were stoic and tough. She was born in 1918. World War One was still going. It ended my grandma then was born into a time of depression in Berlin, Germany. She said she was from kind of a well-off family, too. Her dad, my great-grandfather, was a doctor. She said there was no money. There was no food. We ate carrots so much. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, carrot soup, carrots for breakfast. Our skin turned orange. But they survived. They figured it out. Then, late 1930s, my grandma was invited to a party. And there was a man there speaking. His name was Adolf Hitler. She never heard of him. And I said, Grandma, when you met Adolf Hitler, or she saw him at this little gathering, what'd you think? And she said, I knew that man was crazy, and I had to get out of there. And so my grandfather, I mean, sorry, my grandma's dad and my grandma's mom, my great-grandparents, they couldn't leave. They still had other kids there. So my grandma was tough. Now, I remember this story about somebody I know freaking out because they got $300, they got to pay, and even though they can go back and live with their parents, this is the biggest nightmare and they can't handle the stress. My grandma got on a boat and took a boat to the United States and passed the Statue of Liberty and had basically zero money, didn't speak hardly any English, and knew zero people. She knew one kind of person she had sent a letter to in America. A nation is born stoic. Of tough people. America used to be a great country. It still is a great country. But it used to be full of great people who could handle real stress and hardship. She came to America and forged a life. I'm here because of that. I'm here because of that. She put. She found a way to get a job in New York City. She put herself through college. She actually ended up going to Yale. She met my grandfather. She raised three kids. One of them was my mom. She had real problems. She didn't get to see her mom or dad for over five years. There was a war going on that displaced, killed, or maimed 200 million people. It's called World War II. She didn't have a. She couldn't call on the phone because the phone lines were cut. She couldn't send an email. There was no Instagram. There was maybe letters occasionally could get through. Remember, there was submarine blockades. You couldn't send a letter from the United States that easily to Germany. But she was tough. She knew she had something to do. She put on her big boy pants, her big girl pants, and she did what she had to do. 
And nowadays, this society, it's almost, what's the word? I mean, it's fucking insane what people are stressed out about. I saw something where some 17 or 18-year-old girl was freaking out because her parents wouldn't get her a boob job. She's 18. Your boob's not even done growing. That's the modern problem. You talk about first world problems, and maybe I'm guilty of this, but not as much as people think. I grew up on a farm. I live with the Amish. Sometimes you got to do hard stuff. You got to be able to keep life in perspective and go, am I part of the tough stoic generation or am I part of the Epicurean, weak-willed people that fall apart? And if you look at why societies fall apart, um, the good grandparents get replaced by idiotic grandkids who are so soft and our generation has become soft. It's not even just one generation. The next generation, the baby boomers was not as good a generation as my grandma's generation. It's interesting. I did a psychological test. I've done it on thousands of people. It's called a hex code. It's the most advanced psychology it tests 25 facets of your personality. My grandma got the best score I've ever seen. Her honesty, her humility, her emotionality, her sentimentality, her agreeableness, her conscientiousness, her extroversion. All of it was like the best I'd ever seen. So all you people that are afraid of a little bit of hardships, a little bit of toughness, you should want some. You know how you grow muscles in a gym? You push your muscles. And as you push your muscles, they get stronger. Now, if you push them too hard, you'll get hurt. So... You know, you don't want to stress yourself out too much, but a little stress is health healthy. How are you going to fall apart about $200 rent? Oh, I have a couple of Well, go figure out how to make 500 bucks. It's not the 1920s. It's not that hard to make. Go freelance. I got guys, girls following me that are under 23 years old making $100,000 a month. How'd they do it? You can figure it out. People just take the easy way out. They have no perspective. That's why you must listen to me. If you don't read history, I guarantee you, you are an idiot. I'm just going to be blunt on that. No smart people completely ignore history. If you're not reading some autobiographies of people, you are living at 3% of your potential. And I'm being generous. I got here on my bed. I was just reading this book by uh, Mark Bowden. It's called Huey 1968. It's a story on the Vietnam War. What these guys went through. Getting blown away. You know, my grandma's brother died in World War II. My grandma came to America and never saw her favorite brother again. She's nine grandma's 99. She still cries over that. But she did her duty. She had to leave. If she hadn't if she had been soft and weak willed like most of the people I know, she would have never left Germany and I wouldn't be here today. I'd have never been born. Sometimes you got to do what you don't want to do just because you got to do it. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm not perfect at that. But God, the things that stress people out. I look I look at people's worries. Remember, I, I didn't start out with money. So I didn't, no one, no one handed me a business or something like that. I didn't inherit this. I know what it's like to be stressed out over a hundred bucks. I'm not looking down on you. I know what it's stressed out to be stressed out over 200 bucks i know when it's be stressed out over owing a million bucks you ever owed somebody a million bucks i have i have i've paid off i've had things i had to pay off 
There was a million fucking dollars that I had to come up with. And, and people freaked out over 200 bucks. Well, you might say, well, but Ty, you had more money. Oh, I didn't start with more money. No, don't, don't try to cheapen what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm better than people. I'm saying you got to have some perspective. And you got to look at your stresses, and some of them are real. There are some real things that I've been stressed out about that I don't care what generation you're from. They're truly stressful. If you're diagnosed with cancer, you know, if you're attacked, if a crime is perpetrated on you, if you're falsely accused of something, if you're, you know, if you got three kids and you're thrown out of the house and it's snowing, yeah, that's a real concern. But people are so set on these first world problems. It's not a big deal if your 16-year-old doesn't get a Mercedes. I live here in, in Beverly Hills, 16-year-olds freaked out they don't get a mercedes like all their other friends in high school man i don't have kids but i vow to myself and i'm i'm giving you permission if i'm ever a parent and my 16 year olds arguing over shit like that please come smack me in the face for being the most idiotic parent in the world with the crappiest kids in the world i give you permission right now on video legally to just smack the crap out of me and wake me up to reality if you're 16, who, why do parents give their kids cars at all? Give your kid a damn job. Bill Gates' dad gave him access to a computer. That's what he did at age 13. Give your kids access to some tools. And Bill Gates, by age 30, had $1,000 million. Who's the better parent, huh? People say, oh, i got to be a good parent. i got to take my kids to ballet and fucking, oh, whatever. Whatever. My ass. Kids don't have to go do the damn ballet, put a YouTube video on or make your kids jog there. I just saw this video of Mike Tyson. You talk about a badass when he was young. He'd wake up at 4 a.m. and jog nine miles every morning and then spar 12 rounds. That'd make your damn kids. People, kids are fat as hell now. Ain't going to hurt them. I mean, if they got asthma or something, ask a doctor. But come on. Really? This is the weak will. We got to live in a society. We're little kids. We're we're nineteen year olds. Got to have a boob job and cosmetic surgery, already. I can understand if you got bit by a dog, if you got burned. Cosmetic surgery, great. If you have a major issue that's really dealing, you know, messing with you. But I see pretty girls getting surgery and they look worse afterwards. It's like that that episode of The Office. I always want to say when when uh, Dwight Schrute looked at the. Uh, chubby lady i forget what her name is in the office but he looked at her he goes what is on your face it looks like you're wearing a disguise that's when i see some people i'm like what's on your face looks like you have a disguise on is that a fucking you know are you in some james bond thing you put on a fake face but that's people that's what people are stressed out about now if you want to live the crappiest life stress out about all the stuff that doesn't matter like i said Save the stress for the real crap that happens. I told you I'm working on this book, The Million Dollar Body, where I'm going to spend a million dollars on testing every health thing there is on the planet and testing my blood. I've already probably spent four or $500,000 in the last couple years. And one of the things is most people have burnout adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands are basically, like the word says, what produces adrenaline when you create cortisol, all these things that are part of your body's ability to cope with stress. Well, you can burn out your adrenal glands. And one way to do that is stress about everything. You know that saying, don't sweat the small stuff? 
It's a good damn saying. So don't stress stuff that doesn't matter that much. Always think of the worst case. So for example, if the worst case scenario, that's why I was telling that person that's so stressed out about their damn house. You know what I did once when I ran out of money? I did this. I'll never forget. It was in, I forget what year it was, but I didn't completely run out of money, but I had a business. It wasn't going as well. I had expenses that were a little bit high and finally I was like, enough is enough. I put everything in a car and I drove around America. It was the best. I swear. I think it was like 2006 or seven or something like that. And like I said, I wasn't completely broke, but I like, it just wasn't going how I wanted. So I, you know, that old saying, turn lemons into lemonade. That's what I did. My grandma did the same shit. The world went to war. And my grandma turned lemons into lemonade. She goes, well, I've always, because she had always wanted to come to America from a little kid. She goes, well, now it's time to make lemonade out of lemons. She got on a boat. It's not fun to come on a boat. I've been on a boat once for 28 days in the middle of the ocean with storms. You get sick. It's nasty. She did it. And she came here and she made lemons out of lemonade. And she's, I'm a grandson. She has six or seven grandkids. She's 99. She lives on the beach in San Diego. So when I ran out of money, I tried to learn from my grandma. I'm not as tough as my grandma's generation, but I just packed everything in a car, put the rest in storage. You could get a storage unit for like 10 bucks a month now, threw everything in, and I drove. I took, it was cool. I had a Maserati. I said, I'm taking a road trip. I drove to Scottsdale, Arizona. Just chill. And you know what was the, you know what was the best time of my life? I like had a few employees, and I just kind of been like, well, I'll work with you remotely. I'm just going to chill. I drove to Scottsdale, and I was like, how long am I going to stay in Scottsdale? I don't know. As long as I want. I chilled there for like a week or two. I got a cheap little hotel. I did some business online. I still have my online businesses. I was making decent money, but nothing special. Then I was like, hmm, I think I'm going to go to Texas. I just like looked on a map. I drove to Texas, landed in Dallas. I just chilled there for a while. I met a girl that I liked. She's like, you can move in with me. It wasn't like a serious relationship. I was like, okay. So I moved in with her for like a couple months. Then where did I go next? Oh, I went back to North Carolina. I went there. I went back to the Amish of Virginia. Then I started uh, making my way up. Oh, then I went down to Miami. No, first I went to Miami, and then I went back up. It's a fun drive. America's beautiful country, man. America's one of the greatest countries to drive through, and I've been to 40 or 50 countries. So, I'm, you know, Germany's beautiful, but America's cool. And then I drove up to North Carolina. Then I went to Washington, D.C. I've always liked that place for some reason. Then I went and chilled in New York. Then I went up to my friends in Montreal. I chilled there for about two weeks. Then I went to Ottawa. Uh, And then I came down through Michigan, Detroit. I'd never been to Detroit. I went there. Then I went to, like, uh, where did I go? Omaha. And then I went to Las Vegas. And I stopped. And then I was like, "Ah, I'll chill in Las Vegas. And I stayed there for a couple months. And I got my shit back together, and it was fun. What's the stress? Hey, when you go broke, it's a great way to motivate yourself to start a new business so you don't go broke again. Don't go back into the same stuff. Turn lemons into lemonade, man, at least. Or be even tougher, like my grandma, and turn wars into families. My grandma turned a war into a family. She turned death. Death. That's a real stressor. My grandma always, she's sad. Her brother, my great uncle, his name was Ika. It's a German name. 
is a blonde hair, blue eye, eye guy. Believe it or not, I'm 60% German. I don't, I don't look it, but they were blonde. My grandma's brother, and he got shot in the stomach on the Russian front, fighting in the battle of Stalingrad or one thing. You know, that's a real stress. You get shot in the stomach and left in the mud, and he died of an infection over time. That ain't happening to the kids in Beverly Hills. So chill the hell out. Really. Focus on the real stuff. You know? I saw this. I posted on my Instagram for New Year's. This dude in Africa who's got more muscles than everybody I see at the gym in Hollywood. And he had no money. He just had some concrete weights in a bar. He built it out of concrete. He found some stones and just lifted it up. Yeah, you don't need a gym. Sometimes I'm, you know, I show a lot of cool stuff and lifestyle stuff on my social media, but sometimes I'm like, God, I got to show less of that. That's why I bought a farm and I go out to the farm to get away. So I'm not always showing Lamborghinis and Ferraris. I'm also showing the tough life. I've been through that tough life. Don't worry. I spent eight years on a farm, boy, milking cows by hand. I'm not a pussy. Maybe I'm becoming one now because I've been too far away from it. That's why I got a farm again. Go work on a damn farm. Go do manual labor for a while. Go build houses. It's tough work. I've done it before. Go live without electricity. I live with the Amish for two and a half. Go camping. Go sleep on the dirt. Shit. Everything got to be makeup. You know? I got Lamborghinis, but I also got cows. I'm worried that we've become an Epicurean generation. That's in big damn trouble. Not even generation. The last everybody born in the last 60 years, it's my grandma's generation that's a hundred years old or 99. That's the good generation. My mom's generation did the free love hippie. There are a lot of idiotic people too. They started half of this problem of entitled children. So I'm worried, but I'm also hopeful because maybe a few people will get what I'm trying to say. I didn't say it perfect, but can you keep it in perspective? Save it. Trust me. There's times when I've got stressed out about little bullshit things. And then when the real stress comes, I'm already burnt out. And my adrenaline and my cortisol isn't there. And I can't cope with it. Save your true stress for when you hear in the middle of the night some drug addicts walking through your house that broke in. And they're about to kill you and your kids. Then get that stress up. Get that adrenaline up. And fix the situation. You know. I know people killing themselves over $20,000 of debt. Pay off the damn debt. It's possible. I don't care who you are. It's not going to kill you. There's real stress. It will come for you one day. I've had it before. Real stress. Stuff you can't ignore. Stuff that would have stressed out any generation. That's when you save the best of you. But you can't always be on alert. You can't always be freaked out. Everything can't always be a disaster. Everything, oh, I didn't involve this. Oh, oh, my kids aren't in ballet. Oh, oh, fuck that. Kids don't all have to be in ballet. Have your kid run around the block. That's free. I get shoes now all the time, but I didn't always. I'm not so spoiled if I could. If I lost all my money, that's not my biggest worry. Just so you guys know. I do a lot of crazy stuff with money. I invest money, spend money on experimenting probably more than I should. But I don't care about money that much. Money is just a means to an end to me. It's a means to end. I got other shit I care about. You know what I really care about? An adventurous life. Why not that? 
That's what I tried to tell that person. So you can't get another crappy apartment in San Diego? Go travel the world. You know what I did at 16? My grandma at 12 did something smart. She, she brought me to Europe. I learned that travel's fun. At 16, I went to the Darien jungle of Panama, the densest jungle in the world. I took a raft. We went for whatever, 20 hours down the Darien uh, jungle main river. I forget what the river was. Maybe it was called the Darien. We ended up at a village where they hunted with bow and arrow and they'd never seen white people before. They'd never seen, not, and I would, although somehow they knew who Michael Jordan was. I'll never forget that. I walked in this little village. They slept on the floor. They slept on the floor. They hunted little pigs and there was crocodiles. There was toucans. And I remember being like, I'm in a big adventure. I loved it. Everybody got sick. I didn't get sick for some reason. It was a church mission trip or something where we were giving, doing dentistry. We took, there was Indians that had these huge diseases. We went in there with doctors. We helped them. We helped the people. We were helping people. I went to India around, probably I was 17, 16, 17. I went there, spent two months. I went to Madras. I went to Hyderabad. I crashed a motorcycle into King Cobra's almost died i went to a leper colony you know what a leper colony is that's where your skin and your face falls off their noses are gone their fingers are gone we took a boat out to a leper a leper colony island that people had never been because no one would go out there and we were adventurous enough i don't know why we went there it was fine it was fun it builds adventure it builds brain power it builds experience levels nowadays people freaking out if they don't have air conditioning for one day Turn the air conditioning off one time. Take a cold shower for once. Toughen up a little bit. The world has enough weak people for a lifetime. It has enough for a century. You don't have to contribute to the problem. Please. People are like, Ty, I hate my job, but if I quit, then I won't have my paycheck. People used to die 100 years ago when they don't have money. You're not going to die of starvation. If you live in a first world country, Europe, America, Canada, Australia. You're not going to die no matter what you do. They have welfare. They got free food. You can go. There's homeless people in Hollywood that make like a hundred grand a year sitting on the corner going, will you give me money? Put your fear in perspective for God's sake. Now, like I said, if you have a real fear, like you just got diagnosed with cancer, that's a real fear. Freak out. That's a real one. That's life threatening. You know? If somebody about to take your, your husband or wife about to take your kids away by false accusation, freak out. That's a big one. I get it. If you're falsely accused of a crime, that's a big one. You know, losing your job isn't. Jobs. Do you know how many jobs there are in America or in a world? It's nothing. You can create your own job. Best thing that happens to some people is to lose their crappy job. Oh, people freak out. Oh. People dating a horrible person and then they lose them and they're crying all the time. They were a crappy person. Your friends all knew they were crappy. Deep down, you knew they were crappy. You lost them. Great. Be excited. Instead of being sad, do a damn rain dance and jump around and do a celebration. I forget who I read about. One guy, a famous guy, I don't think it was Mark Twain, somebody else, he said, when I die at my funeral, have a celebration. No sad faces. 
only a party. He said, you said, you know why? Because I'm done. I graduated from life. I'm good now. <laughs> Whatever pain I had is gone now. Keep it in perspective. You'll be okay. And like I said, I, I preach this to myself too. Part of this video is for myself to remind myself. I'm not just preaching at you, preaching with you. I can see myself right in this camera, right in my own face. But if one thing the world needs less of, it's whiny baby people who have a heart attack about everything. Everything. And it, it's gotten so bad now. People now complain about other people's problems that aren't even theirs. I see people on Twitter and stuff like this. I'm like, oh my God, mind your own business. Who cares? There's people out there freaked out that Rob Kardashian and Black China are having, oh my God, what? I'm so stressed today to know what will happen. Why? You're not Rob and you're not Black China. Let every man and woman sweep their own front porch and the whole world will be clean. That's what the great philosopher said. Just let, let the Kardashians sweep their own porch. Sweep yours. Just focus on your stuff. Don't over-exaggerate and be dramatic. Don't fall apart. My grandma got on a boat during a war. About half of every, half of the men that she knew growing up were all killed. Every cousin of my grandma was killed. Her brother was killed. Her mother, uh, no, sorry, her father, my great-grandfather, and her sister were imprisoned. And she somehow made it through. And she's doing okay. And she's 99. And you can't figure out your $200 you owe somebody? Really? Go on Craigslist. Go on monster.com. Find a job. If you can't find a job, make a job. Go walk around and tell 30 people you'll cook food for them for $7 a meal and you'll deliver it to them. Then go to your damn kitchen, turn the stove on, make a decent meal, make 20 of them, and sell it to 20 people for 7 bucks each and go deliver them lunch. That's $140 a day. What's 140 times 30 days? $4,500 that you made on your own. Go cook some dad food. Go put a little sign up. I'll walk your dogs. Go babysit somebody's kids. Hello. Go sell something online. Stop. It's the easiest time ever to make money. Yet more people are weak, wussy whiners. The triple W. Please, give it a break. I wish I could put people on a time machine and drop them off in 1938 in Germany. 1939 in Germany. Now that was stress. You had the SS kicking doors down. If you were Jewish, if you were Romanian, if you were a gypsy, if you were a communist, if you were gay, they were putting your, if you had a handicapped kid, they were grabbing your children and putting them in a concentration camp with Dr. Mangala who was poking their eyes out and putting them in freezing water and doing all kinds of horrific tests on your children. That's when you should stretch out. How about that? How about that? I'm reading this Vietnam War, this, this battle for Huey, the Tet Offensive, which happened, was basically the time when America started to lose that war. 
American soldiers, I just read a story, it's a horrible story even to say, but he got shot right in the crotch. He lost his whole crotch and he wanted to kill himself. I should pull up that page. It's this book right here. I read autobiographies. This dude right here, uh, not the author, but one of the guys, the American troops, he got ambushed and he literally got shot right in the crotch. And he lost his, I'm not sure what, but he lost his sexual reproductive organs and he wanted to kill himself. And one of his friends just said to him, well, buddy, life ain't all about sex, man. You know how he said, you'll have to get good with your mouth and you'll be the most popular one with a girl. And he got that guy to see the upside. And that dude didn't kill himself. And he was dealt a ha crappy hand, man. He was fighting this for his country. In a war, he didn't even know what was going on. He's his 19, 20-year-old kid that got drafted. And he got shot in a nasty... Right now, I'm doing a, a disabled uh, uh, veterans giveaway on my Instagram. I'm giving a... Uh, well, I'm doing a contest. For every 100,000 views, I'm giving $5,000 to Wounded Warriors today. So we'll probably get... I'll probably owe about $20,000, $25,000. You know why I do that? Because Wounded Warriors, these guys come back from Iraq. They got their face blown off. They got their eyes blown out. They got their arms blown off. There's guys running marathons with no legs. And then we got fat-ass people. Yes, I said it. Fat-ass people. Who fucking have all their legs and can't exercise at all. These dudes don't have legs. And they're in better shape than me. I mean, I'm preaching to myself. So, some people say, oh, this is too mean. Well, sometimes the truth hurts, man. Sometimes when I tell myself the truth, it's nasty and I don't like it. But I remind myself of my grandma. That was a great generation. Last 50 years of producing crappier and crappier people are popping out. And the stupidest people are having the stupidest kids and teaching them the stupidest things. You ever see that movie Idiocracy or whatever it's called? That might happen. I saw Elon Musk projected that the greatest threat to humanity is artificial intelligence losing control or gaining control i should say and the point of singularity being reached and robots are running the world uh, i don't think that's the biggest problem i mean Elon Musk is a genius so i i i humbly disagree the greatest problem is idiots running the country how about that look at politicians around the world weak-willed people produce weak-willed politicians who produce idiotic laws and it gets worse and worse man that's worse i don't know what will happen with ai and artificial intelligence and robots and cyborgs but i can tell you what's happened with weak-willed people they're making this world worse nowadays i own a company if i fire somebody oh my god if you fire somebody we let somebody go and he tried to sue me or not me, but my company, because he has diabetes, which we know. And one day he worked for me. I wasn't, I don't even go to my office, so this wasn't really between me. I probably shouldn't even be telling you this story, but I'm just being honest. So he had a lawsuit that he wanted $12,000, just a bullshit one. He found a bullshit lawyer who specializes in bullshit. And he said, one day, Ty made, uh, we had a late night work and Ty bought food for everybody. I wasn't there, like I said, my office bought food for everybody. And um, they didn't have diabetic options. Well, first of all, we ordered sushi. Okay. Second of all, 
we did order other food. Third of all, um, I didn't have to order food for anybody. Meaning, he was supposed to bring his own fucking food. So I was just being nice and getting extra food. Now, he didn't get his money because I got my own lawyers. But the point is, what kind of bullshit is that? And I'm all for protecting diabetics. I'm all for protecting unhealthy people. But give me a break. Give me a break. If somebody's at my party at my house and I got food they don't that isn't good for them, don't fucking eat it. I'm not your mother. I don't have to create I don't have to serve every person. It wasn't a cafeteria that he had to eat in. He gets paid. He could take money out of his own wallet and eat whatever the hell he wants. I was just being nice and going, oh, people are late, order some food. And we just, the only restaurant open was sushi. So we got, ain't going to try to pull that on a lawsuit on me for 10 or 12 grand. I'm like, fuck you. Should be thrown off a fucking bridge. Pardon my French. My lawyers definitely won't like that, but that's how I feel. What the fucking titled thing? What have you, you, in the job application, I didn't say I provide dinner for you. If I provided some, just think about if you were at a party in my house that I paid for, you didn't pay for, you just show up, and um, I had certain beer that you didn't like, are you going to have a lawsuit? Well, uh, the world owes me everything, and um, I found it very unfair that Ty's house party didn't have Heineken because I was there, and I like Heineken. This is the worst generation in the world. My grandma said, this is what she told me. I said, what was your first impression of the United States? She said, well, I got into college at Bryn Mawr. It's a girl's uh, university. She got a full scholarship because she had no money, no parents. They're all in Germany trapped there. She said, I went to the cafeteria. And everybody had two eggs for breakfast. I'd never seen that before. She grew up in depression, post-World War I depression era. They didn't have eggs. They were too poor in Germany. Everybody. And she said she saw girls eat two eggs, order two eggs, and then only eat one of them and throw the other one away. My grandma goes, I'd never seen somebody throw food away. That's her, how tough she is. She grew up where you ate every damn thing because or else you were starving. You know what America needs a little more of? People are like so afraid of recession. Oh, I think there's going to be a recession coming. And you know what recession does? It forces me to be a little more disciplined, a little tougher, clean up my act. It's okay. You know, rich people lose money. I might lose all my money. I don't care. I've lived in, I'll go live. I bought a farm that has a log cabin, one room, born uh, built in before the United States was a country. I think it was built in 1760. Got a little electricity, put a little bed in that thing. I got 96 acres of grass. I grow my own food on a garden. I got chickens. I got cows. You can buy all that stuff you need to grow your own food for a thousand. My my taxes on the place are nothing in Virginia, nine hundred bucks a year. I gotta make five thousand bucks a year. If I get too annoyed with this social media shit, I'll just be gone. I was happy before. I don't know how much more entitled people I can handle. Freaking out. What I really wish. Sometimes people go, "Why aren't you married?" I go, "You know what? It, maybe it's because I got raised by my grandma." So I got high expectations for what people can be like. My grandma's a badass. Boy, now she's my grandma. She's 99. If I could ever find a girl that had the similar brain that my grandma had, that would be impressive. 
I know a lot of pretty girls. You see them on my social media. I know a lot of girls that are hot. But I don't know that many human, male or female, that got their head screwed on straight. It's one thing to be pretty. You're just born with it. That's it. That's why models, trust me, I've been around models for a long time. Be careful when a girl tells you a model. If you look, a lot of the stuff I do, I don't use models from model agencies. Why? Some of the worst people in the world are the ones who are born pretty. Oh, my God. If you're born pretty and you have everything handed to you, you think you develop any toughness to you? No. Most of them. Now, I know a few exceptions to the rule, but I say a few. Just like men or women who inherit money. How many cool people have you ever met that inherited all their success? Because I'm still working on trying to meet someone that's cool. And I haven't met them all, so I'm sure they're out there. Howard Buffett, Warren Buffett's son. You know, he didn't fully inherit money. He's pro- I've heard he's a pretty cool guy. But most of the people that I look up to started from the bottom. And it worked their way up. Who's the first black billionaire woman? Oprah Winfrey. Did Oprah Winfrey get it from her looks that she was born? I don't think so. No offense to Oprah. But I, she's not a model. But damn, she got a brain, boy. She did real shit. Oprah Winfrey came from the bottom. She got abused physically, grew up in a family poor. And she took, instead of going the weak-willed way, she said, I'm going to turn these lemons into lemonade. And she made a show where she had psychology and therapy and help people who had similar problems. And she made a billion dollars. Thousand million dollars. More than that. She got her own 747. I was down on Sunset Boulevard about a year or two ago, and she rolled by in the dopest limousine I've ever seen. It was a stretch Rolls Royce, custom built. She got money. And she started from the bottom. So if you're from the bottom, quit whining. Literally, the last thing this world needs is one more Twitter whiner. One more Twitter whiner. Now you might say, are you whining, Ty? Nope. This is a declaration, not a whining. Because I'm actually doing stuff. Not perfectly. But I don't whine. You think I care if Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton won? Do you think that that matters for your life? Are you so (laughs) brainwashed that you think politics matter? Even if it matters. Even if you can make a valid point that it matters. You have no control over it. You don't. You really don't. Especially now. It's high-powered lobbyists. It's out of your control, man and woman. So all you people spending your time with your Twitter outrage at directed at Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, and uh, Hillary, or whoever, or Chan Merkel, or whatever, why don't you put the outrage at you only living at 5% of your potential? How about that outrage? Like I, one of my favorite quotes I've heard recently, the uh, people uh, <clears throat> are great lawyers for themselves and great judges of others. You know, people want to judge Donald Trump, the White House. Give me a break. You can't even run your own life. You're going to critique how he runs a country. We don't need your opinion. Sure, democracy needs people voting, but it also needs people functioning. You know the greatest thing for America? Is fuck who's the president. How about productive people? Study what increases the GDP of a country. What's GDP? America's GDP is like 15 to 17 trillion. 
gross domestic product. Product, you mean produce. How can you become more productive? Well, be smarter. Number one thing that increases productivity is technology. And where does technology come from? The intelligence, the wit, the creativity of humans. Then amplified by machinery, amplified by electronics. How about that to save America? I think Donald Trump matters. My God, it's just people who want to whine about something and take the easy way out. Instead of fixing their life, they want to babble about politics. I lose respect quickly because in my life, with very few exceptions, people will talk about politics. I'm like, let's talk about your life. Hey, do you want to judge uh, whoever's sitting in a White House that you've never met? You don't know what's going on in those security briefings. You think it's easy to be the president? People that know nothing. If I went in their bank account, it's disheveled financial mess. Yet they're going to tell me that they know what the president should do economically. They understand taxation policy. Really? You understand taxation? Let me see your bank account. I'll tell you if you have the valid, uh, if you have a valid point to stand on about understanding money. Really? Why don't you make a million bucks? Then you will know what Bernie Sanders or Hillary or Donald Trump needs to do to make trillions of increased productivity for the United States. How about that, man, woman? How about that? And you know the thing that, just to wrap up here, that is even the more sad? Um, people outrage about some things that you should be outraged. Injustice, police shootings, sweatshops in China. This, well, if you really care about it, go fucking volunteer at a charity all weekend. What people really care is only about just injustice to themselves. They don't care that 40 million people, kids right now are starving in India. How many people you really think? Well, they'll tell you they care. Well, then say, show me your bank balance and show me your schedule where you invested your time in other people. Show it to me. Talk is cheap, boy. Twitter is cheap. You just little finger warriors. That doesn't help anybody. Show me the receipts where you're giving to charity. Show me the plane tickets where you're going to volunteer. If you're so worried about, hey, if you run out of money, I know a good thing. Go devote a year of your life to charity. You know what's a bad deal? That's a stressful deal. Go to Africa, and there's countries where you have millions of children born with HIV. Think how unfair that is. You did nothing wrong, you were just born. That's it. And you're born with HIV, an incurable disease. You didn't sleep with anybody, you didn't do anything wrong, you're just a baby. And they grow up and you're gonna die if someone doesn't help you. Where are all the men and women that instead of babbling on Twitter, or going to their church and all talking to each other. Where do people get on the airplanes? Where's that? Where's the Instagram pics of that? Or if you're busy and you're raising family, where's the people post your damn checks? You know, people go, oh, Ty, well, if I see you posting your charity on Instagram. Uh, Jesus said you shouldn't do your deeds in front of men. Well, I'm not Jesus. Are you? What I've found is when I post that I'm giving to this charity, people go, ooh, maybe I'll do it too. And more money. I gave a million dollars match. I said, I'll match up to a million bucks. 
for heifer or international which gives helps women around the world who are starving gives them animals and the uh, means to grow their own food not just give them food but helps them grow their own food so they can do it and d it breaks the cycle of poverty so i had to post it publicly million bucks and we raised i think i'm i people gave a million or a million and a half and i gave a million so we raised 2.5 million now i'm not better than you i'm not saying that but talk is cheap man talk is cheap if you got five bucks post your damn picture people say oh you shouldn't post pictures why not jesus wasn't talking about instagram i'd rather now instagram is just fitness models showing their butt off great how about some people also sliding in showing some good damn things that they do in life talk is cheap boy everybody wants i see the same thing comedian everybody's a social critic great i'm being a social critic now but i try to balance it out with some stuff some proof be tougher but see it's tough to do this and most people ain't tough so you know like i said my grandma's generation i'll tell you mr elon musk why don't you clone this that generation those hundred year olds put them put them into young bodies their consciousness their awareness their charitableness their um openness to adventure and experience their willingness to take risks can you put it in this generation's brain if you need some brain transplant enough of the boob augmentation and the butt augmentation have a little brain augmentation how about drop a little thing in there and get people's little cuckoo brains going back into reality people oh i don't like my nose really that's your life i i don't worry about my 400 i hate my job but i'm gonna stick in it for 20 years why better to be homeless than hate your life be homeless one of my brothers got like this my brother started whining to me he worked for me and then he wasn't working for me for a while and he's like oh, i'm about to run out of money and what if i said go be homeless it's in southern california it'll be fun Go sleep on the beach in Santa Monica. Go find a couple guys that are like you that are always broke. Go sleep on the beach for a month, dude. What the fuck? Read the story of World War II, Iwo Jima. People slept for months out there under gunfire. You're in Santa Monica Beach. You're not going to get beat up. Bring five guys and go sleep on the beach. And then take all the money that you would have spent on rent. $500, $1,000 a month. Save it for two months, $2,000, five of you, that's 10 grand, invested into a business that you guys all start together and make a million bucks. And then you'll look back with fond memories on the time it, where things weren't working out. So you just slept on the beach for a couple months. Who cares? Sleep in your car. Now, if you got kids, you can't do it. The person I was talking to doesn't have any kids. You know, if you're in Antarctica, uh, Antarctica, you're not going to be able to do it in the Arctic Circle. You're not going to be able to do it in, you know, certain parts of the world in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, where it's dangerous. But he lived in Southern California. It's trust me. It's very safe, safer than you think, especially if you got a big mob of five 21 year old guys. Ain't nobody messing with you. Get a baseball bat. 
You'll all be fine. Sleep with bats. Shave your head. Put a tattoo on your face. Something. We need a little creativity. A little adventurousness. Please. Our nation is born stoic and dies Epicurean. And it dies slowly, but it dies quickly. If you love your country, wherever you live, if I live in the United States, if you live in Germany, it's happening everywhere. Affluence is okay. And I'm all for things. All but all within reason. All within balance. Can't be too cuckoo. You'll be fine. Save your stress for the real stuff because it'll come. Everything else, don't sweat it. Turn it into lemonade. 